The Players Court is something like a cheat code for middle and high school players that want to one day play college basketball. Full of stuff that will make your parent, favorite uncle, or big cousin that should have made it say, man, I wish I would have known that when I was your age. Want to know what it takes to make the jump from high school to college ball? Taylor has just started her senior year in high school. She can focus on her senior season knowing she's already committed and signed to play in college. Learn how she narrowed her options down and what she did to earn her scholarship in this Players Court episode. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Players Court with Joseph Harris. Be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Bleachers and Boards, and our first three team-focused NBA pods, Cavaliers Central, Grizz and Grind, and Nuck if you buck. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. Welcome to the Players Court Podcast, everybody. We have a very special guest today, Taylor. And as I like to always start off saying that these inside interviews are for the benefit of middle school and high school players that are looking to do what this young lady has accomplished and what she's about to take this next chapter in her basketball career. And it's going to be beneficial to everyone else that's watching this. So this entire thing is all about giving clarity to the parents and players that are like, well, what do we do? How do we do like Taylor did and and playing college and things like that, you know? And I want to make sure that everyone understands that the point of this is not from my perspective, but from my special guest Taylor's perspective, because she's living a life. So she's, she can give you more feedback than even I can, no matter what I did or did in the past or now or whatever. So it's about clarity. And Taylor's going to talk more about her, her story, but a lot of times parents aren't really sure how to help their favorite basketball player achieve what they're trying to achieve. And this podcast is all about giving that clarity and helping students and their parents to get the clarity they need to find out the concrete steps, the inside, behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people just don't know unless they've actually been through it. If they haven't been through it, then they're not going to be able to really know for sure. They have to kind of guess. So some go it alone, some people don't. But this is to kind of speed the process up so you don't feel alone when you're doing this. And that's what uh, Taylor was here to do. And Taylor and I are going to have a great conversation. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be some laughs. And and you guys are going to learn a lot from the things that we're going to talk about today. And to tell a little bit about Taylor. Okay, so she is going into, correct me if I'm wrong, Taylor, she's about to go into her senior year. Right. Yeah. In high school. Yep. She's about to go into her senior year in high school. Okay. And just to give you a little bit about the sauce she got, right, is 
she is committed to Missouri State. They're the Bears. And to give you an idea of the type of school that she's about to go to is this school that she's about to go to has 15 NCAA tournament appearances. So this is not some Rudy Poole school she's going to. She's committed to a, to a, a real nice D1 program. They have 28 conference championships. I think your coach, and you can talk about it when we uh, a little bit later, but mm-hmm. I think that your mm-hmm. coach got coach of the conference, coach of the year or something last year or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes, sir. Yeah. So anyway, she's about to go into her senior year in high school. And typically we'll do this for with we'll have this interview with players that are currently in college. But I think that we, that this is awesome because Taylor can for you for for the players that aren't committed or that are committed just so they can find out their perspective of a senior about to go in. Like, you know, what's her approach going to be going into her senior year? Is she going to still kill it out there to get kill it out there in a way that got Missouri State wanting her? Or is she going to get off the brakes? So how is she going to do? So anyway, um, she hasn't decided her major yet, but it's undecided which is for the record to, to you, Taylor, and to all everybody in high school that's watching this, boys, girls, whatever, just know that it's okay if you're undecided going into before you get to college because most of the time you don't get into your core classes until your junior season anyway, your junior year, your freshman and sophomore year, you don't really get into your core classes anyway. You're taking English 101 and the basics. So mm-hmm. um, for all of you – yeah, so just so everyone to know, it's okay that she's undecided. Um, in terms of her, um, tell me a little bit about why you, you said for your favorite NBA player, Dame Time, Damian Lillard. Is there a particular reason why you like him? Uh, well, one reason is he went to a mid-major school, and you know I'm committed to a mid-major school, and so now he's in the NBA playing with a great team, and he's killing, scoring 30, 40, 50 points a game. I just love it. Love that he's a mid-major player, and he's killing everybody. So, you know, that's I, I love his game. That's, that's, a great, that's a great point, Taylor. You're right. And a lot, a lot of players don't know. They think, oh, you got to go to Duke, or you got to go to yeah. the ACC, Kentucky. If in the event somebody has the aspirations of playing college, that those professional coaches and scouts, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. Like that's their job. So they dug up and find Dam- Damian Lillard. So, yeah, so I'm glad you said that. And Skylar Diggins, that was a w- WNBA player. So what do you like about her again? Uh, I just love how she's crafty, can score whenever she wants and make plays for her teammates. And I kind of – resemble my game to her and I kind of resemble my looks to her. So I, I say we kind of look alike and play alike. So ever since I was young, I've always liked her. So that's always been my favorite player in the WNBA. So, so do you get a lot of comparisons to her, like from other coaches and players? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people who come watch me play, um, other people who've done interviews with me, they always say that I remind them of Skylar Deegan. So I, I do look up to her. She's a big role model to me. I could see that. I could see that because I certainly saw uh, some of your videos on Instagram, which is why I reached out to you mm-hmm. because, you know, 
the 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 persona that you give out to the world on social media is a positive one, which is important. And I'm sure your coaches talked about that. But mm-hmm. um, now tell me about because uh, always we always like to ask um, if if the player can pick a superpower, what would it be? And she picked to be invisible. So tell me about that. What, what made you want to pick that? Uh, um, so I was watching this movie called The Invisible Man, and I was like, dang, you could do a lot of things if you were invisible. So like, you can see what other people are doing, but they can't see you. You can really, you can move through things. So it's really like you can do whatever you want and nobody knows you're doing it. You know, nobody can see you. And I, and I like it. So I would want to be invisible. <laughs> what kind of stuff would you do if you was invisible? You robbing banks or something? What you trying to do? <laughs> I might go get me some money. You know, I mean, I mean, they can't see me, so they don't know who they can't put me in jail. <laughs> I believe now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Well, um, that's a good answer. So now. Here's one of the things that I really wanted to ask you, um, because when you when when uh, after looking at your social media and kind of reaching out to you, you had a lot of different offers and um, you decided to go with uh, Missouri State. So I wanted to know what's a memorable moment from the first time the college coach, the, the coach from Missouri State came to you. Like your first time you made contact with them. Tell me about that. So I had realized that one of the assistant coaches were when we were out of town. I was playing for the Arkansas Banshees, and we were in, I want to say Indiana is when the first time I saw one of the assistant coaches. She was coming to like every game. She didn't miss a game. She didn't. She stayed from the beginning to the end. And so when we were in Atlanta, I saw that the head coach came and she was watching every game. So I was like, well, at least they're supporting watching every game. But I didn't really know who they were there for to watch because, I mean, the whole team, my whole team was good. Most of us that who were on that team were going D1. So I never knew. And then after the Atlanta tournament day, the head coach had called me and offered me. And we went down there for a visit in, like, March. And um, it was amazing. Like, the coach is amazing. The campus is amazing. It's just a fa- a very family oriented um community, so I was just like, this feels like home, so I committed. Ah, okay. So, whenever you saw the assistant coach, you didn't know that that the coach was there for you. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't until after all the tournaments were done and they called me, offered me. Then I knew they were they were watching me. Now, of course, Taylor already knows this because she's already committed, but. For those players uh, that are watching this, understand that you never know. You never know who's out there yeah. watching you. So, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, they can pop up whenever. They, they don't have to let you know they're coming. So, I mean, you always have to play like it's your last time playing because you never know who's watching. So, I love that you said that, Taylor. I love mm-hmm. that. And that mentality is why you are committed. So, Again, this isn't me. This is Taylor. I do be talking to someone live in the flesh that right now is living what some of you want to be able to do. So you understand, as Taylor did, just pour up. Do your thing when you're out there. Kill it and perform. And you never know who's looking. So that's a I just I love that story, especially about the when you said, you know, you that you had no idea. So when you got to call. 
when you got the when you got the call from the head coach, were you like super excited or were you like acting cool? Walk yeah, through that. I was excited. I mean, like getting called from like during my recruiting process, getting called from all the coaches were super exciting. So yeah, when she did call me, it was super exciting, and she's such a cool person. So when we were on the phone, we were laughing with each other and stuff. And so yeah, it just it was it's a cool process, honestly. Yeah. Cool, cool. And um, so your teammates were like everyone was kind of excited for you. Oh, did they call you Taylor? Did they call you Tay? They they, they call me a lot of different things like Taylor, Tay Tay Tay, all those. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So they was like, okay, Ty, that was happy for you. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. And um, now you may not, you can't answer this this question just yet, but what do you think your first practice is going to be like whenever you show up to Missouri um, State? Honestly, I feel like it would be, it's going to go smoothly, I think, only because I feel like, my dad is already preparing me for college. He's working me hard every day. We doing college workouts. So, like, it's just – I feel like it'll go smoothly. I just got to get used to it, you know, because it will be my first time. I got to get used to my teammates and the coaching. But I feel like it will go smooth and, like, condition-wise, hopefully, because my dad, he is trying to prepare me for college. So, you know, I think yeah. it'll go good. Shout-out to dad. Yeah. Shout-out to the shout – <laughs> Shout out to the dads out there that's, that's pushing their kids to be the best they could be. Um, so when you say, um, oh, has one of your coaches reached out to you? Because, uh, you know, school will be starting up pretty soon. So did they say, hey, these are the type of – did they give you some sort of workout to do to prepare for the season or no? You talking about, like, high school? No, your your uh, your your college coach. Your oh. college coach. Your, yeah. No, not right. no, they haven't. But – I think they're they're just starting to um start their practices and stuff, so no, nah, not yet. Okay. So approaching your senior season, <laughs> what's your mindset? Um honestly I'm trying to win the state championship. Uh it's gonna be my last year, so I'm trying to make it far. Um but you know, I just got to get me and my teammates to work real hard. But I feel like we can make it for it. So my main goal is to win the state championship. I like it. I like it. How did you guys do this uh, past season? We did okay. Uh, I was at a different school the past season. So the school I was at, oh. the school I was at, Bartlett, Bartlett High School, Um, we did okay. But I had, I'm back at South Haven now. So like my ninth grade, my 10th grade year, I went to South Haven and I went to I transferred over to Bartlett for my junior year, but now I'm back at South Haven. So um, the season last year at Bartlett, it was okay. But, you know, this year I think we're going to make it far at South Haven. So I can't wait. Oh, okay. You feel good about the squad you got? Yes, sir. I do. Yeah. Because you, you played a, a one, don't you, point guard? Yeah, and I got a um great big because I love to play pick and roll, and she – is an amazing big. So I feel like me and her be a good duo. And then, you know, the other players on the team, they, they play their roles too. So, you know, I think I think we're going to be good this year. That's good. I, I, you know, I definitely wish y'all the best. You know that. Definitely mm-hmm. wish y'all the best. And uh, that's a good combo to have a nice, uh, like you said, a good little duo to have uh, at a point guard and a big. Mm-hmm. They got good hands. Mm-hmm. The pick and roll game is crazy whenever it's uh, – Two, two, a good point guard and a good big that can finish at the basket. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I like that because you're like, well, you know, I'm trying to win the state championship. I'm not playing no games. No, no games. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, you know, all right. So during your high school season, like not, not when you were playing your select basketball, like what's one of your best statistical games in high school? Like your, your junior year, what's one of your best statistical games mm, my junior year i would have to say we were playing against a team in alabama we were at an alabama tournament one of prince beverly's tournament and we were playing against a team from alabama i think lee high school or something like that it was uh i would say it was one of my best games just because i it was so it was a good team but i can tell that mm-hmm. Most of their players, not saying that they were better than ours, they was just like more, I guess, more experienced because I had a young team. They were mostly ninth graders. And so, uh, um, yeah, I had to step up almost every game. And so, you know, I feel like that was one of my best games. But my sophomore year, out of like my mm-hmm. whole high school career, I feel like my sophomore year, I had a game. We were playing against uh, all the branch team, their state championship team. And um, mm-hmm. they doubled and tripled team me the whole game, and I I dropped thirty seven on them. So I feel like that was one of my Ooh. best games. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. That was triple team, and you still dropped yes. a thirty seven bomb on them. Yes, triple and double team me. The problem was they were trying to triple and double team me, but they were fouling me the whole time. So I was at the free throw line. I got like twenty some points off the free throw free throw line. So oh. yeah. Nice. Nice. See, I love that. Against, mm-hmm. well, of course, I got to give shout out to you because you knew putting the work in, you know. Mm-hmm. But shout out to your dad for pushing you mm-hmm. because I literally, Taylor, like literally yesterday, I was telling the player what exactly what you just said about like 20 something from the free throw line. I literally was just talking about that, how important free throws are mm-hmm. because, you know, we also, do tra- we also do training and all that type of stuff. But there's this particular player, and I asked him, I said, how do you think, well, in your case, you, you like Dame. So I use Dame as an example. Mm-hmm. So how do you think Dame, if he drops 35 and he only made 10 field goals, right? So that's 10 times two, that's 20. So he scored 35, but he only made 20 points from the field. How do you think he made all his points? And he was thinking, he said, oh, from the free throw line. I said, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what you did, that example you just said was perfect because, like, you don't have to just go crazy from the field. If you make your free throws, you halfway to 30. You know what yeah. I mean? So especially, you know, if you're aggressive, clearly the way you were going to the yeah. basket and everything. So that's good. I like to hear stories like that. Yes, sir. So 30, 37. So, all right. Again, I always I like to be very honest, Taylor, with everybody that's watching this. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, Taylor was getting triple teams. You understand that? And still was able to pull off 30-some points, right? Yes, sir. So everyone listening to this, if you're like, I want to go D1, even if it's mid-major, don't get caught up if it's mid-major. Where, as some of them are look, Googling Missouri State, don't worry about that. Yeah. It don't have to be Duke. It doesn't have to be Kentucky or nothing like that. It's like she is going to play college ball. And if you want to do that, compare yourself to what she was able to do. 
Are you being triple teamed at the varsity level? You know, are you being triple teamed and still dropping 30 plus? These are the type of things you need to be able to do. Can you, like she said, carry an entire team? Not carry an entire team, but play a big vocal point yeah. of the team. Yeah. You know, so learn from Taylor and she's a living example. So these are the type of things that she's doing at the high school level to be on the radar of a Division One program. So just keep that in mind, all of you uh, players that are watching this, boys, girls, same thing. So thank you for sharing that, Taylor, that story. Thank you for sharing that. So what do you think? Because since your dad is comparing you, not comparing you, preparing you for the college level, Mm -hmm. what do you think is – what do you think will be one of the major differences between your high school practice and your college practice? What do you think it'll be? Um, the difference I think will be is just like more intensity. Um, and I will be playing with other girls who actually know how to play. Like, I mean, not actually know how to play, but they're actually, they're all good. So like we're all on the same level. I just think it'd be more tense, more, more condition, conditioning and, you know, just, it's like you're on you're on your own now, so you have to be an adult, really. And um, yep. nobody is there to push you. You have to push yourself, or you, honestly, you probably could just get kicked out. So, I mean, you know, it, it it will be a major difference in high school and college. Well, you know, Taylor, I want to just to give you some confirmation to let you know that you're on the right track with your mentality, mm-hmm. um, because when you mentioned the conditioning. It's, it's funny when you first show up, you're thinking, yeah, we about to hoop. <laughs> and they're like, put the balls up. And you just, you're running. And you're like, what is it? We're on the track team? What is this? So so you're, you're right about that when you say that. Um, so, but I'm sure it's nothing that you won't be able to handle because of your mm-hmm. mentality. But you, you're right about that. Um, and uh, something else that you mentioned that I want to uh, tell you about. Oh. Being like the uh, the the level of players being comparable to you, because in, in high school sometimes you know it, be, it might be one or two girls that that are clearly the best players on the team, and everybody else is like, ah, okay, they they do a good job, but they kind of know who the top two players are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get to college, it's like it's like you know a handful. It's like just about everybody uh, can really can really hoop. So, yeah. and I, I just love that that you kind of already getting your mind together for that, especially with the when you said about getting kicked out of practice and all that type of stuff. Because uh, last week I did an interview with a player that shared a story about mm-hmm. a player that was kind of slacking off in practice and she was kind of dragging her feet and all of that. And then the coach said, "Well, what's the problem?" And she just had an attitude. She said, get out. And this was a tall girl, you know. Now, see, you play point guard, but sometimes the big girls, the big guys, you know, they kind of think that just because they're tall, they just get a pass. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah. But it does not work like that because eventually it's going to be other guys and girls your height. Right, yeah. (laughs) So over your high school career, right, between freshman, your junior year now, you're going into your senior year, um, what what is it like to balance practice and your your select ball and 
uh, classes, your social life. Being a D1 prospect, right? You're a commit now, but at at one point you were a, a, a prospect. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you balance practice, classes, social life, working out to clear your dad, your dad got you working hard and stuff. Yeah. So how do you balance all of that? So usually, well, now that school has started, I, I usually, because we're going into school now, so it starts usually like 8 and I'll leave at about 2. So like after that, I really don't have time for social life or like to just be hanging out with my friends or anything. I will sometimes, but most of the time I don't have time for that because I'm, I'm always in the gym. So, but over the summer when school wasn't in, me and my dad would go early in the morning to go do like a conditioning workout and then we'll hit the gym later that day. And then later that night we might like lift weights or something. Um, so I'm usually working out two, three times a day. So, you know, I really don't have time for you no know, social life and friends. But if I do get some time out, because my dad, he doesn't believe in constantly working and tearing down my knees and stuff. So he will he will give me some off days sometimes, but it just depends. But I'm always working, so you know, I don't really have time to socialize with a lot of people. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, that's why I say, Taylor, this is great that you are a junior going to uh, well, really you a senior. I don't know why I keep saying that. So you're in your senior year. And what you just said, every Seventh, eighth grader, ninth, tenth, eleventh—they all need to hear that, Taylor. They mm-hmm. all need to hear that. I'm like, so tell me about the social life. Social life? <laughs> what is that? I don't have time for that. Yeah. And it's like that's what it takes for everyone listening to this or watching this, however you're consuming this. Listen to what Taylor is saying. Use her as a model, as yeah. a model to follow, because. If you if you want to play, because everyone wants to, oh, D1, 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 to play at the Division One level or any level for that matter, but definitely at the D1, you got to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You got to do what Taylor's doing. You got to work out. Go ahead. You about to say something? Yeah. You you might lose a couple of friends. Well, honestly, you will lose a couple of friends, but that's okay because in the in the um the long term effect, you'll get to go to college for free. So I mean, you know, it's it's worth it. <laughs> So now I have an opinion about the uh, you may lose some friends. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want you to give your opinion, too. I feel like if they're not the type of friend that can support you, go ahead, take get the gym. I'll see you when I'm done or whatever. I'll see you when you're done. If they're not supporting you, uh, striving for that big, big goal, that dream to have your college paid for, then I don't think they're really a good friend. But but what do you think? Uh, I totally agree. Like, if you if you're a friend who's always complaining because you're not able to hang out with them, I mean, you're not a friend who needs to be around. But like, if you're that friend who's like encouraging you to get better, then yeah, of course, that's that's a great friend. Yes, and I think it's important that I think it's great that you didn't choose your fair weather friend or your fake friend or whatever over your goal. Mm-hmm. So I commend you for that. I commend you for that. Um, and, and you have reaped the rewards of that because a lot of some players, like I've seen it and you, and you probably seen it. You probably mm-hmm. seen it. Uh, just they don't commit to it because they're, they want to hang out more than they want to get better. Yeah. So 
I see you shaking your head. So yeah. it's like, yeah, so, so what's your, what's your take on that? Uh, what made you want to shake your head like that? I know it's a, it's a lot of kids out this way who just, who loves to hang out every weekend, every day, honestly, and they never want to work out, but they want to go D1. So, I mean, I, I mean, you, you got to put in some type of work. I mean, that's just my opinion on it, but you know. Well, you know, Taylor, I'll say I agree. Of course, obviously I agree. And mm-hmm. I hope everybody listening, I hope you're paying <laughs> attention because it's what, what she's, she, she gets it. And if you want to go D1 or any level for that matter, you got to put the work in. So she's talking about three times a day, lifting weights, running, putting shots up, all of that. And I mean, I, so Taylor, let me ask you this. So would your life for the most part consist of like family, books, and hoping? Is, is that kind of like what it is? Yeah, honestly, you know, like my teammates, um, they're more like a family to me. So they they um, are in that category with the family. So, yeah, family, books, and hooping, is, that's it. <laughs> yep. And... I mean, I, I'll probably say it several more times, but congratulations on reaping the war. Now, it's, of course, it's the next chapter. You got to keep working, but enjoy enjoy your victory because not a lot of people do it. A lot, a lot of players end up playing in college. So you are rare in your work ethic. And I'm just, you know, I know this is our first time, like, engaging like this, but I'm proud of you, and that's dope. Thank you. And Shout out to your uh, family for supporting you like that. That is, I just, I love it. I love him. And you're going to provide so much value to everybody that listens to this. Especially, it may give that sophomore a wake-up call. Like, oh, my God, I got to get it together. If I'm trying to do like Taylor's doing, I got to get it together. You know, so yeah. maybe that'll, that'll, that'll snap them and wake them up. So um, now that you are going into your senior year, Okay. Mm-hmm. What? And you personally have your goal is to win the state championship. What do your what does your high school coach right? How what does your high school coach expect expect of you now? Now that you uh, D one commit going into your senior year, what what are the expectations? Um, honestly, my coach he I love him. He um. He lets me do my thing. Like, you know, he's not holding me back. He doesn't tell me, like, constantly, like, running plays, go here, go there. And he just – he lets me play. And, like, I I know how to score and contribute to my teammates. So, you know, he lets me do what I have to do. And he just um sits back. He don't sit back and watch. He coaches us. But he, you know, he lets me do what I have to do. He doesn't – he's not very controlling, you know. That's what I like mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. Okay. So does he have any expectations in terms of now that you're a senior uh, with how you lead the team? Does he have like, are you, are you the captain? Tell me about that. Um, He does expect me to like, like if my teammates aren't doing what they're supposed to do, he do, he, he expects me to speak up and get on to them. So pretty much being the leader of the team and, you know, um, getting my teammates to, do what I do. So, like, we're scrimmaging. He wants me to kill them, everybody so they can, um, you know, get better because it's going to make them better. And he wants me, like, if we're running, he wants me to be first in everything, you know, all that. So, 
He wants me to lead. Mm. By, he wants me to lead by example. Honestly, lead by example. Yes, sir. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So mm-hmm. when when you, without saying any names or putting anybody on blast or anything like that, mm-hmm. what's an example and where you led your team by a positive example? It could be a practice, a scrimmage, a game. Any 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 story you want to share? Uh. Yeah, like when we're when we're doing like conditioning or we're lifting or we're running, I always try to um like be in first when we're running or if we're like um doing some type of condition, I always try to do it the hardest or you know, even when we're scrimmaging, I try to kill everybody. So usually when we do scrimmage, I will I will get one of the younger players. She's in these she's a sophomore and I get her to guard me cuz I'm gonna need her this year, like need her to um help me with the ball and stuff. So I get her to guard me and I, I go hard at her. So, you know, that's basically it. So when you so are you when you, when you're in practice and you and you're killing the other girls and everything like that, are are you are you like a noise talker? You talking crazy or are you just like are you are you a quiet assassin? Now it depends if I am a silent killer, but if they get to talking smack first, then I will. <laughs> I would talk back. Like usually, usually when I'm playing anybody, I would I won't say anything. I just you know work them. But no, if you get to talking, then yeah, I'm gonna have to say something back to you because <laughs> I'm not finna just let you talk in my ear. I'm finna kill you. That's what I'm finna do. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. I love it. I love it. So when when you uh when you're out there, um, so was there an upperclassman that kind of put you under that wing the way that you're trying to do that sophomore? Um, no, nah, not really. When I came in my ninth grade year, I was a starter and I was like the the lean scorer on the team. So I didn't really have you know yeah I didn't really have that, but. When I was okay. when I was a freshman, it was a senior on the team. She she played for Southern, I think she right now. So she was she was pretty good. So I would say she was one, but it was kind of like iffy, you know. But yeah. she was a pretty good player. Yeah. Okay. Now, actually, I want to add something to what you just said, Taylor, in terms of being a good player and being a good leader mm-hmm. um that's going to carry you far for yes, the rest of your life even if when you no longer playing basketball let's say you you, you make it to the WNBA and mm-hmm. then even after that the way that you take somebody under your wing because sometimes it's a player that's really good but everyone hates them you know and they don't want to follow them, you know so the fact that you are doing that is a great a great sign. So definitely keep that up. Keep that up. Yes, yeah. Sir. And uh, when you were talking about um, leading by example, um, I want to, and some, I always like to say this, like I'm kind of like a pause button for everybody listening, for the parents and players to understand that when you are one of the better players and, and you're still working hard, there's no excuse. That is like, Somebody can somebody can say, "Oh, it's Taylor. She's good. You know, she don't even have to work that hard." But it's like if she doesn't, then everybody else is going to start slacking too. So, right? Yeah. Just yeah. So, 
So normally you would just kind of lead by example and really don't say anything unless you just have to. Yeah. Yes, sir. That makes sense. That makes sense. But leading by example, I think is even more powerful than talking the good game. You're actually mm-hmm. in there working. So, and I know the coach loves that. Yeah. I know the coach he loves does. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to hoop and holler because it's like Taylor setting the tone, so they all got to follow her lead. So, yeah. So, does your well? I know you don't have to worry about playing time, obviously. But mm-hmm. usually, uh, what do you think a college coach? Right? How do you think a college coach will handle playing time? How do you think they're going to handle that? I think it just depends on how you come in, come into the school and work. So, like, if you come in dominating, um, outworking all the other girls, then you you might get more playing time or start. It just depends. But um, you can't come in thinking everybody's your friend. Could be everybody's not your friend because everybody's competing for that starting position. So you know, you just got to come in. You got to come in and work or. If you don't work, then you probably won't play. It just depends. Yeah. Okay. So is that kind of how your current coach does it? Like you gotta you gotta work in order to get playing time. Uh, I mean, we haven't talked about that yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's how she how she's doing it. Like you gotta come in and work to earn your playing time. So. Hmm. So, have you been working like the way that you? Are working out hard, right? When did you start doing that? Like, did you start in the, you and your dad? Because I'm sure your dad was talking to you, and if you didn't want to do it, he may not force you to do it. So, when did Taylor decide, you know what? I'm trying to go D1. When, when did she decide that? So, um, I was in the, well, I was really young, and I used to just go, my dad used to go, play pickup ball with some men, so I would just go to the gym with him and watch. But I always wanted to touch the ball and shoot it and stuff. And so when I hit about the fifth grade, I tried out for a team, made the team, and we would play some games, but I wasn't really good. Like, I barely could dribble. I could barely shoot the ball or lay it up. And so um, my dad was like, do you really want to play? But I was like, yeah. So we he was working me out hard, and we kept working. Then I eventually got good and – Around the eighth, well, the eighth grade, I picked up my first offer from Georgia Tech, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna take the series because, you know, I just picked up an offer, so I can go to college for free. And so, ever since then, I've just been working hard. Okay, so when you got a letter from Georgia Tech, it was your eighth grade summer, or was it before your eighth grade year, or was it uh, when you were in ninth grade? It was my eighth grade summer. Uh, they gave us a call because, you know, they really don't uh, give offers from, like, mail. So they gave yeah. my dad a call and told him. Then they, and then, do you remember what they mentioned to your dad in terms of what they liked about your game? Or do you remember anything about that? I, honestly, I can't remember remember any of that. But I just remember getting the offer. <laughs> it, was so, <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> And that's and that's what made you wanna say, "Ooh, this is real." Yeah, I might better yeah. have my school paid for. Right? Yeah, I was like, "Dang, I won't have any student loans." I just, I need, <laughs> I, well, I need to take this serious because 
this could be a great outcome, you know. And and it has been, you know, yes, it has it been. Has. Because it's, it's amazing, you know, because basketball is like a tool, like a hammer, like the phone you're using right now. It's just a means to an end to get where you're trying to go. Um, we're talking about, I don't know the tuition. I didn't look that up at Missouri State. But if you're, I mean, 50000 a year, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so that's that's a lot. You know, so the fact that you were able to get that covered just by shooting the ball, drilling the ball around—that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing, and, and not in like even that you get to go, you get to travel the world with um yep. a college team, and you get a whole bunch of gear. You know, it, it's a lot that comes with that, and they're going to treat you like family too. So, you know, it, it's it's a great deal. So, would you say? That all of those hours of hard work was worth it? Yes, definitely. Definitely worth it. Yeah. So when you were and oh also, um in other in other interviews I mentioned, hey, they start earmarking players, boys and girls, eighth grade. They start earmarking them. So Georgia Tech was like, hmm, we like this Taylor girl. Let's just earmark her for future reference. Now you know, they didn't get you at the end, but just to let you know that, uh, well, you already know, but for everyone watching or listening, however you're consuming this, understand that they start, these college coaches start eyeballing you real early. So get to work, mm-hmm. get to work. And um, I wanted to ask you, Taylor, did when – Whenever you got, whenever you start, when did you start getting a lot of the letters in the mail? Like um, when you were like, "Wow, this is a lot." Right after that offer, a lot of a lot of um mail start coming in, and that was really right after my eighth grade summer season. Honestly, so that's when a lot of mail start coming in. You know, I got a whole like drawer of mail in my mom's room. So, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. So, so what made you want to say out of all of the options, Missouri State? Um, Missouri State was the last offer I got before I committed. And so um, they offered me, and I committed a little early because a lot of people always ask me, like, why you commit so early? Well, it's just – like the coach, she's an amazing coach. That that campus and the school period and how they treat me like family. And I feel like I can go there and they they can help me get to the next level. So I was like, like there's no reason to wait. I, that's where I want to go to. Cause you know a lot of kids waited out, try to get bigger offers. And I mean, I could have done yeah. it, but I didn't. I didn't want to. I wanted to go to Missouri State. Yeah, a lot of kids are yeah. sold on. A lot of kids are sold on going to uh, BCS or, you know, Power 5 schools. I mean, which is, yep. is, is good, but, you know, you don't always have to go to a, a so-called bit school to make it to the league, you know? So, no. you know, I, I just I, – I feel like Missouri State was the one. So, I committed, and I can't wait to get down there. <laughs> yeah, I can see the excitement. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. And, you know – just, 
I, I want to encourage you to let you know, Taylor, that that it's about the right fit. And everything you're talking about is the right fit. Like if you get the warmer fuzzies from the coach, like, man, this coach can help me develop as a as a young woman, as a player, everything. You know, it's a family oriented, everything like that. And it's a good fit. And is it a little bit closer to home also? It's five hours, but that's not too bad. And it's it's a fairly easy drive, so you know, it's it's not that bad. Most of my other offers were about the same distance, so you know. Yeah, you know, so I just I, I'm proud of you for making the choice that was best for Taylor mm-hmm. because the peer pressure uh, get in. And then people that start saying, oh, well, I got off from such and such. Like you said, oh, yeah. the bigger school, the bigger yeah. this, the bigger that. When it's not about that, it's about the right fit. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that when you go there, you're going to have a real opportunity to get some good minutes your freshman year as soon as you come in. Yes. Whereas if you're, in a, if you're in a bigger school, Maybe you don't really get a shot to like maybe your sophomore year, junior year, because yeah. it's loaded. It's loaded it's at the all, point. Of yeah, it already be loaded. Like the big schools, there's a lot of kids who wait out and go to the bigger schools and then don't play to their junior year, which is ridiculous to me. Like you want to sit out until your junior year? I don't. I don't. Sometimes I just don't understand it. Why you would want to sit out that long just to play at a bigger name school? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Hey. I don't know. I don't get it either. Um, like I say, it, it's about a good fit. It's not about the, the you know, to be able to say, yeah, I go to blank, you know, fill in the blank, whatever the school is. So yeah. it's about what's important to you. So Taylor's like, hey, look, 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 I'm not trying to wait the junior year. I want to get some burn early. If I can earn it, let me get it. And that's important to her. So that's a checklist, checklist item for Taylor. Boop, an opportunity to earn playing time early, check mark, mm-hmm. you know, so um, just, I'm just glad that you stuck to your guns and didn't wait it out and all of that, because now you can relax and focus on that state championship. Yeah. Focus on that. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah. A lot of times, you know, people, it's the recruiting process can be fun, but it can also be daunting and overwhelming. Yep. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So you tell me, uh, uh, so in your, when you say it could be overwhelming, well, when I say that it could be overwhelming and daunting and you say, yes, tell me what made you want to say that? Well, you know, um, sometimes when you do have a lot of coaches, there are a lot of always call you, um, no, a lot of them always pushing you to try to come to their school. So, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of people in your ear go here, go there. Um, so that can that can make it overwhelming. And also, like, you know, sometimes being on the circuit, you, you will get nervous sometimes. Only because all the coaches are watching. So you like, I don't want to mess up. I want to go to uh, college for free. But I had to learn that um, you can't be nervous because you will mess up if you keep thinking that you're going to mess up. So, you know, I just – Learn to play freely, so that could be overwhelming too. When you when you're playing and you see all the colleges watching, you know. But the recruitment process is fun, but it's also overwhelming. So it, it just depends, you know. So, what advice would you give to the next Taylor about 
not getting too nervous when you're thinking, oh, my goodness, somebody's watching. Um, the advice I would give to her is um, my dream is to play in the league. So, you know, I will always tell myself, if you still want to go to the league, don't be so nervous. So that that's the advice I would give to myself. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of that, I got a good, I got a question for you that actually is perfect for what you just said. If you can go back in time, right, to your like eighth or ninth grade year, is there anything that you would tell yourself? Honestly, yes, exactly what I just said. Um, you know, because. When I was younger, I, w- I was always nervous. And especially when I was in the 10th grade, I was playing up with like a 17U team, which was like seniors from the get ready, well, juniors from the get ready to be in our senior um, year of high school. And so um, I played with a great organization. And a lot of girls on the team was D1. So every game we played, it was almost 70 to 80 coaches watching. So that wow. that made me real nervous, but I was younger than everybody. I was the youngest on the court, and so that that also made me nervous too. But I had to think it, think of it as since I'm the youngest on the court playing up, you know, not many girls are doing it. So you know, I just had to relax, get used to it. So I eventually got used to it. It be it became ease. So is there something that you would say to yourself, like, "Hey, try to do." blank or something like that that you would tell young Tay. I would just tell myself, hey, go out there and play. You know, play your game. That's it. Just go out there yep. and just hope. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's simple. Simple, but yeah, profound. Mm-hmm. And I agree 100%. I agree 100%. So, when it comes to playing basketball, now you said that you would like to, that your goal is to go to the league. To WNBA, um, and I think that it's great that that you use Damian Lillard as an example in terms of going from mid major and still being brought up, and it's really the case with with uh, definitely the case with the, on the women's side. Mm-hmm. So I just want to uh, encourage you to continue to work hard. I mean, just stay the way you are. Like, don't change. Don't change. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get the big head. Don't get the yeah, big head. Right. Stay humble and stay how you stay the way you are, and things are going to continue to go as they are now. That's a, a guarantee. Um, and speaking of earlier, you had mentioned how far away the five hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to tell a player, hey. Go wherever the money is, right? Whoever's paying, whoever's giving scholarship money, if it's five hours away or 15 hours away, you should go, mm-hmm. right? Unless unless you can get closer. But what would you say to that? If I say, hey, um, go, like, don't be afraid to go far away if that's where the opportunity is. If I say that, what would you say? I would agree because, like, if – Okay, say if you're, if you're choosing between two schools, one is closer than the other. Well, if the farther school is, you feel more, like, more safe there, like, like they're more of a family-oriented um, program and you think the coach is better and you just think you'll do better at that school, then, yeah, I would 
advise anybody to go f- to the farther school for a better education and better, you know, coaching before you go to the closer school that you really don't want to go to. The only you're only going to because it's closer, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there a particular team that you would like to be drafted by? I know I'm thinking ahead here. This is down the line, but uh, does it matter? I think. I would want to get drafted by the Las Vegas Aces only because you know it's in Las Vegas. I would have some fun down there. <laughs> not too much, fun, <laughs> not not too much fun because you know I still be working. But you know Las Vegas, <laughs> that seems like fun. That or yeah. LA, the LA Sparks. So one of those. But you know any team, if any team draft me, that's a blessing. You know. Yeah, that's the right mentality. That's the right yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. And so. I want you to share um, any thoughts that you have, anything that you want to share with the, uh, the young Tay or like a, a like a little girl that's watching this that's like, wow, I want to do that. Any type of final thoughts that you want to say before we uh, wrap up the interview? Just anything you want to share about anything, anything at all? Uh, I would just tell you, no. The younger kids, um, you know, keep working hard and never give up because it will get hard sometimes. And you just got to keep working hard and keep pushing yourself. And you, you'll make it. Um, it doesn't really matter if you go JUCO, D1, D2, D3, you know, as long as you go to college for free. So you just keep working hard. You'll, you'll make it. Now, now, this is something I really want your opinion on before I let mm-hmm. you go. It's been it's been fun. Um mm-hmm. What what advice would you give to a player that struggles with prioritizing in the sense of like when you said earlier earlier when you mentioned you know sometimes you may have to lose some friends because they're not in support of your work ethic and you striving towards your dream mm-hmm. what advice can you give to like, let's say you in, in the locker room and you're talking to another player and they're struggling with it. What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them that it is okay to lose some friends if only if you want to make it to the next level. But if you're not really focused on making it to the next level, you're just playing ball for fun, then, you know, that's okay. But if you want to make it to the next level, it, it's okay with losing friends. It's okay with losing a lot of things. Just put God first, though. So, yep. Oof. And with that, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. That was a great way to end it. Um, everyone watching, we're going to have just stay tuned. Keep your eye out for this young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri State, check out. She's coming to a neighborhood near you real soon. I know I'm excited for her, and I'm grateful that she took the time to have this conversation. And uh, Taylor, I wish you the best. and Everyone watching, take the gems from the things that she has shared with you. And because she's living the dream that a lot of you want to go towards. So follow her advice, follow her model. As you can see, she's a great example. So follow it. We'll see you next time. That was eye opening, right? A peek behind the curtain at the commitment needed to earn an opportunity to play college ball. Taylor did it. And so can you. If you begin to use laser focus, take it from Taylor. It's okay to lose friends if they don't want to see you be as great as you can be. Get to work, 
on achieving your dream. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Player's Court. Use what you took from the episode to help you get just that much closer to achieving your dream. Take an action today on something that stood out to you. Until next time, future superstar.